0: So, all I'm saying is, like, I'm not one for, like, this hokey, gokey magic Mm. stuff, you know, superstitions.
1: Oh, God. All
0: I'm saying is, you were there taking Mm. a picture next to K-Mag's car. Yeah. Now, when was the last time that Kevin Magnussen didn't finish qualifying and didn't finish the race? And were you there? (laughs) Uh, Well, All I'm saying is, you managed to take a picture with K-Mag's car. And this is what happened. So maybe, can we just fly you to Hungary and get you a picture of the Max with, 7 car? Well, <laughs> you saw
1: the TikTok I put up. So. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but yes, hello everyone and welcome to the 107 podcast where I single-handedly brought down Kevin Magnusson with one photo. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so that photo exists. Um, for those of you who don't know... Um, I had a photo taken, uh, in the, in the Haas garage, um, by the Haas team photographer. And essentially I was in the paddock. I had a paddock pass, which is absolutely mad, a complete pinch yourself type moment. Um, and essentially I housed it, like in all honesty, <laughs> uh, it was, it was mad. It was, like I said, it was when I walked into the paddock and stuff like that. I, I just froze. I didn't know what to say or what to do or anything like that. And the the guy I was with, Andy, um, a huge thank you to Andy as well for obviously organizing everything um and getting me in. Um, but like I just didn't know what to do with myself or what to say. And I he realized that, and like after about 20, 30 minutes, he could see I was more relaxed and was like asking questions and bits and pieces like that. So because it is just it was very overwhelming because I just wasn't expecting it and it yeah, anyway. But so uh, in this episode, I'll just chat through essentially what happened during the day, who I saw, who I didn't see, who I might have like bumped into and which Formula One driver I had a 10, 15 minute conversation with. Um, So we'll start off uh with I, I have written it down as well um and so essentially we go in and this is when the infamous photo is taken with kevin magnuson's car so can, can you um, start start
0: from the beginning so you yeah. get given your pass and mm-hmm. it's the, and you go into the entrance and yeah. we see all the drivers go through with the turnstiles yeah
1: the bloop, bloop has happened as i went through right. um okay. so, and so you
0: go in and then do you immediately go to the house garage yeah or so do you i go, go anywhere else first
1: i go straight into the well we, we stand in like the like the corridor bit where you can see all of the team hospitality and then you can see yeah. the um where like Ted the, like the paddocks uh, and notebook. stuff exactly so i We've gone in, and the, like Andy has said, "Come on, let's go straight into the garage. We'll go straight and see the cars and stuff like that." So we go in, um, and it just immediately just hits me that like it's actually happening. There's a Formula <laughs> One car. Those two Formula One cars, obviously, sat um, like meters away from me, um, and the uh, Hass of Nico Hulkenberg. Is being worked on. They're doing some bits and pieces with the electrics. I think there was some something that they were just double checking, or it was like scrutineering, or something like that. Um, and then to my to my right was Kevin's car, and I had a, obviously had a photo with with Kevin's car as like nothing against nico but if like living in denmark and like also being quite a big fan of kevin Ooh,
0: danish friends oh, danish Ooh. friends
1: uh, danish I, had a, I had a photo with with kevin's car um and then so i have a bit, little bit of a chat with um with andy and also like i i say hello to a couple of the engineers as they're working on kevin's car um and um i don't really ask too much essentially um but just you know just just chat randomly about like what goes into actually doing it i had a peek because the nose was off and i had a peek like into the into the nose and you could see like some of the inner workings of the car as well which was awesome um and just chatted about like f1 bits and pieces with uh with the guy andy um and then we we um, disappeared like back out of the garage, and he's like, "Come on, look, I'll I'll see if I can introduce you to like the social media guy and the content like content team, which is great because obviously that's something that I really really love. Uh, I love to do, um, and I took some what I think are really really good photos during the weekend as well. So, um, but we can we can get onto that in the next episode or. You know whenever um but so we walk back out and as we're walking back out ocon and otmar are walking into the alpine um like hospitality suite to the which was motorhome. like the motorhome yes um which is just a little bit further down uh, like, like i think they were next to Haas, i believe or maybe the, like ap apx gp were in between but we'll get to them in a minute um but we go straight into the Haas motorhome hospitality suite thing and I look to my left um, and um, uh, Nico Hulkenberg is having a chat with, I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. She even, she was really lovely, um, but I, she, he's having a chat to some some lady at the back. Um, and then um, somebody looks up from his phone and it's Kevin Magnusson. Um, and so we, we literally had a chat for like 10, 15 minutes um how, how did it start did it, this
0: is because awesome. like obviously sometimes you can feel like i don't want to disturb a driver yes yeah, did, so, did he like kind of just notice you and he's like yeah it's cords cool to come up did uh andy introduce you or were you like oh danish friends
1: no so he was he was quite reserved um yeah. and so so essentially i walk in with andy Dane that was reserved and, yeah i know right uh, I, I walk in with andy and kevin is sat opposite his his engineer um, or like his coat. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I know his name was Nikolai. Um, but essentially, um, uh, Andy is like, hi, like uh, Kevin, I'd like you to meet, Kevin and Nikolai, I'd like you to meet Jacob. Uh, he's a big like Haas fan. And I was even wearing my Kevin Magnussen hoodie as well. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you, like et cetera, et cetera. And, just like, um, and then I attempted some very, very bad Danish um Obviously, living in Denmark and speaking a bit of yeah. Danish, I I did say to him, "Congrats on 150 races in Formula One," because that happened the week before, so that happened in Austria, and um he's literally just gone, "Sorry, what was that?" in English, and I'm like, oh, I, f- "I fucked it. I've absolutely yeah. ruined it." um And so they've repeated it in English, and it was like, "All oh, right, okay." And then I started speaking to Nikolai, um, and it turns out that his parents grew up in the same town that i live in as well so it was just like i mentioned what like road name i live on and he was like no way i know where that is it's just (laughs) it's such a small world um and we didn't we didn't even really chat that much about f1 i think the, the one of the it was just random bits and pieces i think one of the things that i did say was that when i like as and when i started getting into formula one was around about the time that kevin came into formula one um and so i i said like i i said what i remember one of the first sort of races i i saw was kevin's p2 on his debut in austria for mclaren um and uh he was like wow that that is a long time ago actually um i also gave him my little like business card like minifigure as well because of course um and yeah it was just like honestly we just chatted about random stuff like accents in denmark and like like how the fact that like you can like almost like in the uk accents are different 20 minutes away from each other but anyway it's all boring bits and pieces but it was just a normal conversation i didn't ask him for a photo i didn't ask him to sign anything or anything like that um and in all honesty for me um I sort of got the vibe that he was sat down he he was in the like like the motorhome he was trying to relax he was trying to like you know not really do a lot so I just didn't want to be a dick at the same time and also I'm not the kind of person who needs to have a photo or needs to have something signed I'm more than happy to have an engagement with somebody and have nothing physical come out of it type thing um so i also bumped into a couple of other people i didn't get any photos with anyone i took a few selfies and that was about it but i didn't get any photos no signatures no nothing because i would much rather have a meaningful engagement essentially um but yeah so we we had a bit of a chat and it was absolutely brilliant um and then um uh we yeah gave him my minifigure i I shook his hand twice same as the engineer as well um i i was as kind as I could be and then at that point Andy was like I'm gonna go and do some photography bits and pieces you're free to just roam around and do whatever you like so I was just left on my own in the paddock <laughs> um and as he says that Logan Sargent starts walking past me um and uh, and he goes oh yeah that's that's Logan I was like oh shit yeah it is um and uh and um essentially uh he was saying, oh logan's a really nice guy so he did some um photography shoots bits and pieces with uh logan sergeant and he said it was a really nice bloke so hats off to yeah yeah, he seems not like nice enough like normal like just a decent bloke um which is really really nice to see but yeah so he he was just like look go and have an explore go wander around go chat to some people do whatever you want type thing and just
0: yeah and so, so, your pass lets you in to anywhere the a- area, anywhere, and the front part where they're doing like the pit stop practices, yeah. and yeah. So like that. anywhere I could, else,
1: I could go into the pit lane. I, yep. I don't. This is the thing. He didn't like fully explain the rules, so I didn't know if I was allowed to go into other teams' garages or into other teams' hospitality suites or anything like that. So I just didn't. But that's one of the regrets. I think that because I only went into the Haas garage, I think if I'd have been really nice and just asked, I think I would have been able to go and see the cut like the McLaren cars up close. Um, that's my one regret: is that I didn't say hi. Look, I'm really sorry. I know I'm here with Hass, but can I literally just walk in and just have a look around the like the garage? I won't take any photos or anything like that. I just want to experience it, but I just didn't ask. Um, that's my one regret from it. Obviously, being a being a big McLaren fan. Um, but so I just walked around, uh, took some photos and bits and pieces, which we were allowed to do. Um, I bumped into, uh, Lawrence Barretto, who's obviously on F1 TV and the woman whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Um,
0: is she on F1 TV as well? Yeah. She's Sky.
1: No, she's F1 TV. Um, I will very quickly. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, presenters. Um, I can't, I just, I just can't remember her name um it's not natalie pinkham it is uh laura winter yeah yeah it was laura winter i'm pretty sure um so i bumped into those two but they were like having conversations with like production people so i just didn't want to bother them i also saw steve jones from channel four as well um and um i would have said hello to martin brundle i did see martin brundle but he was having a conversation with somebody um so i didn't say hello or anything like that again i just didn't want to be rude um but so i saw him my carry on walking down the pit lane um and i'm like but, you know, uh, not the pit lane, through the paddock, just taking a few more photos. Um, I see JME, who's like a grime rapper. He was in the Alfa Romeo hospitality suite as well. Um, and then essentially, I went back into the Hass garage and was just chatting to Andy a little bit more. Um, and he was like, oh, there's a pit lane walk happening right now. Why don't you join in with that? Because there's going to be pit stop practices going on up and down the paddock. So I just essentially joined in the pit lane walk which i have no idea how much people actually have to pay for those tickets <laughs> um but i got in for free um and uh, i also saw naomi schiff as well um obviously she's part of sky f1 too um but yeah so I walked up and down the pit lane uh watched teams do pit stop practices so i watched mclaren ferrari and red bull do pit stop practices um i also grabbed uh two signed driver cards from lewis and george and you can like they are properly hand signed as well and they are silverstone limited edition ones um but you can see they're not printed because you can see the pen indentation on like where the actual ink is which is really cool so i got two signed driver cards um and then um uh like i walk back up the pit lane uh towards like the end of the pit exit and I go out on the track and like essentially walk walk a little bit of the track to have a like a couple of photos taken and then come all the way back down, uh peer into the uh APX uh GP garage and see Toto chatting to some to a few different people um and then while i'm waiting outside here's a little bit of a little bit of a scoop um so i won't i won't tell you stuff that i was told in confidence but i will tell you things i was uh, that i overheard um and i'll leave a couple of the details out so i don't get anyone in trouble but i overheard two mclaren employees chatting to each other um and essentially he was like oh i like well one person was like oh i don't know like like whereabouts you work in mclaren and the other person has gone oh i i work in um Aero. And he's like, oh, yeah, great. Like, where did you move from? And they said uh, they moved to McLaren from Aston. Uh, and they're gone. yeah, the culture in McLaren is really, really lovely. Uh, and there's a little bit of, like, blame culture within Aston Martin. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. Um, and that was something. Again, they were saying this within earshot of hundreds of fans. So I, I'm not reporting or saying anything that I shouldn't be told. They like they should know better at that point um like i said i was told some of the bits and pieces in confidence that i won't repeat um i guess almost like terry and matt were told some bits in confidence from when we had them on um a couple of months ago but uh but yeah that was one of the things i was like oh that's a bit that's a bit juicy Uh, but apparently the culture (laughs) in mclaren is lovely so i mean big up mclaren um so so yeah it was just interesting uh and then i went back up to the end of the pit lane and then they had like groups of people going down the pit lane. So they had one group, um, and then there was nothing, and then there was another group that were further down. And in between these groups, guess what comes up? The Apex GP. The Chrome McLaren uh. walks past me, right, and it, just as I'm getting to the Hass garage, so I have to literally go through the barrier to get into the into the Hass like pit lane garagey bit, and. Um, then they turn in and they're just about to go into FIA scrutineering. So I was literally within a meter of the McLaren, watch like literally watching them go into scrutineering and stuff. Um, it looked phenomenal up close, and I do have to say, like the the photos and stuff that they shared online don't do it justice. It is gorgeous in person. Um, that that livery is is unreal, um, and I think the Williams livery as well with the special like British flag on the back of it as well. Also looks gorgeous in person as well. Um, so just a little bit of like a like a note around those. They, they do just look brilliant. Um, and then essentially out of nowhere, as I'm watching the McLaren go in, um, they start moving around the safety cars. So I take a couple of shots of the safety cars moving around too. Um, and it was the Mercedes. It wasn't the Aston Martin safety cars this week. Um, and then as I'm doing that, Crofty pops out of nowhere. Um, so he's taking photos with fans and stuff like that. Um, I just wait because he's trying to run off, um, to go and do some bits for obviously for Sky F1. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, once he finished, he finished that, I just said, oh, hello, mate, nice to meet you. Gave him a fist bump. And then he said, oh, hi, nice to meet you too. And then literally ran off. Um, so got to bump into Crofty as well. Um, and then so by that point the Haas team are ready to do some pit stop practice so the pit stop practice happens I'm taking some shots of the pit stop practice a couple of videos and bits and pieces and again just chatting to Andy about the car and about how the um, the 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 wheel guns work and we weren't exactly sure like you know what the what the uh, power like how powerful they were because if you don't know these things are so so loud and the TVs uh, don't really do it justice those pit stop guns arguably are louder than the cars themselves and I do not say that lightly like these pit stop guns are so loud I did some research afterwards and I realized that these pit stop guns which can cost like 30,000 euros or dollars um through through to like 50 000 to 70,000 uh, dollars I think I think Andy said that hasses were on the lower end um because he was saying that in comparison Williams they have a much more um a uh, sophisticated system essentially um but they spin up to 15000 rpm with 300 foot pounds of torque that is mad like that's so much power behind these wheel guns and so obviously they're going to make a lot of noise they were deafening um but it was obviously really cool to be that up close and watching these guys do the pit stops and stuff like that um we also chatted about like we had like the rack of like front wings just next to us too so we were chatting about like i said it's absolutely mad that they had like the the little um metal bits that hold the different fins on the front wings together and I was like it's absolutely mad knowing that there would have been three one-hour meetings depending on whether or not that one little metal bit was at this angle or this angle like one degree change type thing Um because these cars are so developed and there's so many meetings and so many like hours and hours of R&D that go into this it's just absolutely mad and then like just the delicacy of it as well like it was just it was just absolutely ridiculous so we just chatted a little bit about about that sort of stuff um yeah just absolutely insane um and like i said got to watch pit stop practice and all that fun stuff um and i took so many photos i think i i think i took about like 500 photos or something like that within like a couple of hours I've got, uh, maybe two hours i think i was in the in the paddock um and then yeah we we disappeared into the back of the garage um because essentially there was not really a lot going on and there was not that much else to do to be honest with you i just chatted to the drivers i've taken loads of photos i've joined in a pit lane walk and everything and yeah i then just disappear essentially so yeah but it was i'll uh i presume you've probably got a couple of questions um but um it was ridiculous absolutely unreal the whole the whole experience um and something which i would love to do again uh absolutely given the opportunity obviously um but it was just just something that i will absolutely never forget um and like i said my only regret is that i didn't ask if i could pop in and into the mclaren garage because that would have been amazing but at the same time i was in the garage that is absolutely mad like there's no reason why i should have been there type thing um so yeah absolutely loved it
0: um was there anything that you mentioned the pit stop guns that Mm. the tv doesn't show or doesn't come across in the tv that you saw when you were in the garages or and about like oh this is bigger this is louder yeah this is you don't even see this kind of thing
1: the the pit stop guns were really really loud and it was just something i wasn't quite expecting like while they were doing the pit stop practices and they had like obviously fans who had paid to be there um walking up and down the pit lane and watching these teams you know do what they do. Um, like so many people jumped when they first heard the wheel guns go because they just weren't expecting it to be that loud. Um, so I don't think the TV does that justice. Um, and then the other thing, which obviously you can never ever tell through the TV, is the smell. Oh, okay. uh, I'm not saying that Crofty smells or anything like that. <laughs> um, uh, it was Kevin. He's st- no, I'm kidding. Um, but so, uh, but like the smell, like in the garage like it just stank like fuel fuel and oil and stuff like that it's just something that i like nobody had ever mentioned before um and you could also smell like some of the tire rubber as well and like i experienced them take off one of the tire blankets um and they hadn't put like the the heat or anything on them but you just get a whiff of like fresh rubber um that was something else which just like i said like it's something that obviously would never ever come over on the tv um and something which you probably won't hear many people talk about but that was something else as well um but it was also just super calm um and obviously in the paddock isn't something you you would typically see that much of but like i i wandered down to the, the mclaren hospitality and people were just like they were just having a laugh they were just like moving tires and like cleaning and like just th- like you you expect them to be you know really professional and stuff like that and i'm not saying they were unprofessional or anything but it was just a very relaxed um atmosphere to be in now i will say i was there on the thursday and i was not there on the uh on the on the probably, on the saturday uh, or home sunday race
0: for a lot of people as well yeah home race you're for like, a lot of home, people yeah you know, they probably have managed to spend some more time with friends and family
1: Exactly, because I think the we'll we'll cover the the calendar for next year at some of the point, but like these guys spend months away from their families, um, which is like such a dedication. Um, so, uh, hats off to them. In complete honesty, um, it's it's something which I'm obviously a little bit used to, not living in the UK and being away from family um, and being in Denmark. But like these guys do it all the time. Um and yeah it must be sporadic etc etc but it was just a really nice day to be there Um, and Andy did say like it's so chill on a Thursday because everyone's setting up and they've got like pit stop practices just for the crowds like you know and also obviously for the for the um, pit stop guys to get their practice in and stuff like that and there's also there's so many people but you can definitely tell that and and this is in no way a shot against Haas or anything like that but Haas had maybe 12 guys or whatever it was working on the pit stop but ferrari and Mac- and like mclaren and red bull they had a swarm of it. there was like a noticeable difference in people within the garage um there was just like for per wheel there was just one extra person there for like within the garage or within eye shot type thing um whereas with like with Haas and uh, I, williams a little bit as well there just wasn't as many people um, so either I wasn't paying too much attention, or obviously maybe they were taking it in shifts or whatever, or I have no idea. But there just seemed to be less people within the Haas and a little bit less within within Williams as well. So, but then again, also I would point out that everyone in the Ferrari um, pit stop was all wearing bright red, whereas everyone in the Haas was wearing black and a little bit of red. So I guess it obviously stands out a bit more if you're if you're wearing those brighter um, brighter colours. So.
0: Nice man. Yeah. Well, glad you enjoyed it. it no, sounds th- like a, an experience you'll
1: never forget. Oh, honestly, like just absolutely insane. I think we, I said to you before, like I had potentially the opportunity to do that in Austria and I didn't. And I'm so glad that I did it in the UK and Britain for the British Grand Prix compared to Austria. um Purely, obviously, is it's my home race, if that makes sense. um So it was just something a bit different. Um and like it was also then very weird because I was there for the whole weekend I had tickets for Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, it was then very weird being so separated from it as well actually watching on on camera as well and like, like on the screens and then also from you know maybe 50 to 80 meters away in the stands as well it was a very weird sort of removal essentially so yeah but like I said I i absolutely loved it still i'm still partly speechless speechless there how ironic that i ma- managed to mess that up still partly speechless speak f- there what's wrong get with it. me from the experience i'm going to forget that word um yeah just absolutely ridiculous
0: so what was the rest of the silverstone experience like like friday saturday sunday having the seat seeing the cars
1: um, on track
0: anything that stood out anything that was like oh this is this is cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about that a lot more in the like British Grand Prix review. But it was um, so I had a I had a seat as well. Um, so I wasn't general admission. I was in the national pit straight, um, and I had a seat pretty much slap bang like in the middle in terms of like from the front to the back. So I was like covered it when there was rain because there was a bit of rain on the Saturday, um, and like just to the right as well. So I couldn't quite see um, one of the corners, but you could see like the whole of the national pitch straight. So I couldn't see much of Woodcut um, and I definitely couldn't see Luffield, but I could see Cops and I could see obviously the national pitch straight as well. Um, and yeah, I think that, the one thing again that doesn't come through on TV and obviously we we were there in in Austria um, so you sort of know as well. Um, but like the speed that they take into cops is just phenomenal. It's just so much speed and they just turn in like they're on rails. it's it's absolutely mad and also it gives me honestly it gives me a bit more respect for the crash that Verstappen had there two years ago. Because I wouldn't want to crash in that corner. That was absolutely ridiculous. Was it like crap.
0: 130 miles per hour? Something
1: that like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I can. I can very quickly. Cops. Uh, F1 speed. Um, F1 cars hitting the apex at 180 miles an hour. 180? 180. 180 wow. miles per hour. You go through cops. So your 130 is nothing. That's what they were doing on <laughs> warm-up laps. Um, but so, and then obviously I think Max had a crash there. It was like 53G or something like that, like when yeah, he hit the barriers. 51 or something like that, yeah. so It was around 50. Um a little over fifty, but yeah, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I'll I, I will obviously chat about other experiences and bits and pieces in the in the episode where we talk about the British Grand Prix and the review. Um, and obviously, this was more around like the the paddock and stuff like that. But like I said, it was very strange comparing that like literally being up close and i did touch a couple of the formula one cars as well so i I, obviously i touched Magnuson's car which went horribly wrong um (laughs) which is ridiculous um and also i was inspecting as seb did i actually technically i should be fined fifty thousand euros for this but i was touching the front wing (laughs) of nico's car or one of the spare front wings um and like i said i was chatting with andy and we were we were talking about how um Uh, some of the stickers and stuff that they have... On the wing are actually embedded in the carbon fibre, and some of them are just stuck on. Um, and he said it's less uh, like the ones on the side, where I think there are like the um, that I think there's spark plugs on the side, like stickers of spark plugs. They were stuck on, whereas the ones on the front of the of the wing at the bottom, they were actually embedded within the carbon uh, fibre itself. Is that so to
0: make it smooth and more yeah, accurate. so obviously the yeah,
1: airflow yeah. is smoother. But apparently on the sides. It doesn't matter as much. That's at least what he was saying. Um, so I, I, I believe that's that's what he was saying, um, unless I just wasn't listening. Um, but there was like, like so many of the random bits and pieces. I'm just flicking through the photos and stuff now. Like I saw like the the trolleys that they take out with all the, the wheels on and stuff like that when they take them to the grid. So I saw like all of those and then all of the, like, the tire blankets. So many tires, by the way. So many tires um, and tire blankets and stuff like that. Absolutely ridiculous. And then I will finish up by talking about the APX um garage as well i didn't obviously i i didn't spot uh damsel Nidris or anyone like that um uh or any of the what's the other bloke anyone today? like that
0: brad pitt brad pitt i couldn't remember his
1: name and i was struggling <laughs> for time to be completely honest but i didn't spot either of those two but like i said earlier i did spot toto chatting to a few guests within that garage as well because i think they're obviously being supported quite a bit my uh by mercedes
0: yeah, they've got the Mercedes logo on the car. So yeah, exactly. Which, can I just engines. point out
1: that some companies decided to sponsor a imaginary Formula One team but didn't sponsor uh, like williams or like hats or something like that yeah i'm sure there's a cost involved but it was just a bit random that like this fake formula one team has has real maybe maybe
0: they can't Um, sponsor other things
1: yeah i i'm sure there are there are reasons for it but it was just a slight slight bit odd to me i guess um, but yeah, like I said, like time of like time of my life. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the photo of me literally holding the front wing and there's like a white line that goes along the bottom of the, um, uh, the bottom of the, of the wing and it is literally embedded into the carbon fiber. Um, so yeah, but yeah, absolutely mad. Like, Brilliant.
0: <laughs> like- well, I think you gave the listeners and viewers a real insight into going backstage at a Formula One race.
1: I hope I did. Uh, And if anyone has any questions of stuff that maybe I didn't potentially answer or something like that, feel free to use the email, which is either on screen um, or within the description of however you're watching this, um, or just message us tweet us whatever it's not that like we do anything else so you're more than welcome to to ask away yeah, if, you, if you
0: look at some of our posts we are responding to the comments
1: yes so. if you've ever shared one of our reels or posts or anything like that typically we actually you know reach out and say thank you because we're slowly but surely building a really amazing community um uh here yeah, which, is, yeah. which is lovely some so. great
0: comments on uh, one of the reels um so yeah it's, it's good and we'll we'll keep the f1 memes and stuff coming
1: we will we will keep on coming but um yeah yeah thank you
0: to thank you for listening to the SM podcast with jacob (laughs)
1: yeah sorry if you if you don't like the sound of my voice and you're here for ash sorry but uh, next all right i mean
0: like this is what we this is what it was like it was about your experience and uh yeah it's really good to hear it and yeah if you have any questions because i'm sure there's stuff we didn't cover yeah um reach out and jacob will be happy to uh I'll respond. I'll,
1: I'll answer any questions that I can. Um, I think we tried to. I tried to stay within a half an hour time limit. We're currently running at thirty-two minutes twenty-two seconds, so I, I'd say that's done okay. But
0: yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll, you know. we'll also just touch on some stuff in the Silverstone episode.
1: Yes. So if you're listening to this right now, that will mean that uh, essentially by the time you have probably finished listening to this, if you listen to this just as we upload it, the next episode where we talk about and review the British Grand Prix will be live. So we will see you there.
0: Okay, thank you. Cheers.